Hello and welcome to Unnatural 20s, a comedy podcast where we leave the fate of each episode up to the rolls of a D20. My name is Caitlin and no, I am not your DM this week. No, it's not Cassie. It's actually going to be a little bit different today. Maybe we throw the dice and we throw it out the window today. What do you say, books? <laughs> I feel like today is the day to break all of our rules. They were definitely set in stone and we are crashing that stone to the ground. We're crumbling it. It's gone. No dice. Yeah. No. No. No dice. <laughs> I'm so proud of that. I'm glad you appreciated it. Oh my god, I'm fucking dying inside because I loved it so much. Okay, yeah, that's right. We are um, throwing out the dice this episode um, because we're doing something a little bit different. It's just going to be books and I, uh, and we we have some cool things planned for today. Um, but what we normally do here is we make our way through our list of 20 talking points, guided by a DM. No DM today, and the rules of our D20. We uh, would no love D20 today. I don't. No D20. Throw it. Throw it away out the window until I go to pick it up later for next week. Uh, but we would love if you can send over questions or quests on social media at unnatural20s or email unnatural20s at gmail.com to be part of our adventure next week and for future weeks. Uh, number 10 on our dice is actually going to be questions and quests that you send in. So make sure to do to send those in so you can be part of our adventure too. And uh, normally we are going to be rewarding uh, points. Guess what? Guess what else we threw out that window, books? All those points? Yeah, we did! <laughs> Which I think both books and Cassie would be very happy because, as you know, I am in the very high lead. And Can uh, we actually keep yours out the window? Like, I know we got to go collect the dice and we got to go collect, like, the rest of our rules. But your points, can those stay they, if they, If I throw all my points out, I would become Sonic the Hedgehog and run so quickly through all of my fucking coins to make sure that I collect every single last one of those <laughs> points because I cherish each one so much. Uh, so that answer is no. No, you cannot take away my points. <laughs> um, but what we can do today is we are going to be talking uh, a little bit about books and myself uh, because we've had a, a cool moment where Cassie and I got to have a, t- a chance to share our little relationship so you guys can kind of figure that out. But uh, I think books and I, it's its our turn. It's time to um, open up open up those crusty little pages and and read read about what? that. What? Did you say crusty PJs? A crusty, crusty old pages of, of a pages. book. Pages? Yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah. I heard PJs. I was no. like, girl, why are your PJs crusty? No. I'm a bit disturbed. No. Um, I am glad we had this chance. I know we had to kick Cassie out of the pod so we could yeah. bond. But like, I feel like we needed to reestablish this because moments before we started to record, Caitlin forgot that we had been roommates for like three <laughs> or four years. And clearly I am just since I moved out, gone from your memory. So this is a chance to reestablish all that we have done together because... That was a dark moment. It's for me bad. At least. I feel Object like you feel permanence. no remorse. Oh, no remorse. No memories. It's a problem. <laughs> Literally lived together for quite a time. So and this is a good thing for all of our listeners to learn a little bit more about us, but also for me to remember <laughs> <laughs> everything that had happened in the past. Um, so speaking of the past, I feel like we have to start with how we both met because Cassie and I met as random roommates and you knew Cassie mm-hmm. before you knew me. Uh, yes. so we met, how did we meet books? Should we, should we talk about our fails before we get into a- Ah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, every, every episode we start out a with a fail. A more recent past. <laughs> yes. A more recent past. We start out with our fails. So why don't we start with your fail books? Why don't you start with that? 
Uh, so I have two fails from this past week. It's been a long week and it's just one been one for failing. I feel like the time right before a holiday is always like fail time. Like it's just the time things go wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, the first is I have no monies this year. So I decided no I'm going to bake cookies as presents for everybody. And that was like for the office and everything. I was like, I will bake cookies because that will be much cheaper than buying everyone like a $15 present. And um, in theory, this is a very good idea. In hindsight, this takes a very long time. The cookies I like to make for Christmas are not easy. Mm -hmm. And um, I baked them recently for something Caitlin was at. She can attest. They're worth the time. They taste pretty good. Oh, yeah. But it's it's a commitment. So I failed to plan my time accordingly. I also failed to check some of my ingredients. And guess who was baking at 5 a.m. before the last day of work so she could give all her coworkers their Christmas presents. No, no. Yeah, it was a very early day. It was a lot of stress. Don't bake that early in the morning either because you just make dumb mistakes. I burned a whole batch because I turned off the timer, decided they needed another minute, and then got distracted because I was like, you know what? I should go pick out my outfit for the day. And then I was standing in my room comparing tights and started to smell a very off cookie smell which was a burnt cookie so that's part of my fail my other fail is that i just i've been a little distracted so my washer has been leaking which is super fun i don't know why it's just pouring out water but um it is and i knew that it had uh, leaked a little bit recently so i was like you know what? i really need to do a load of laundry but i'll like safeguard it i'll put a big old towel in front of it and then another towel under it and I'll catch all the water and then I'll just clean those up and I'll mop the floors and it'll be fine. It's on tile. It's not the end of the world if it gets a little water on these towels. Um, And so I set those out. I did a load of laundry and all of a sudden I heard the sound of water hitting tile and I was like, okay, this is weird because it should be hitting towels. Um, I did not mention that my dog, my beautiful, stupid boy, loves towels And I didn't really think about this. And he thinks towels are toys. So he promptly grabbed those two towels I put out and took them to our living room and was just laying on top of them happily. And our kitchen was flooded again. Oh, (laughs) no. Water went everywhere. It was more water than earlier. And uh, there was nothing to catch it or make the cleanup easy. So, yeah. So you spent a a good amount of time on that that washer floor. Floors are so clean, though. No, Floors are so clean. There you go. Thanks, Watson. Watson just really (laughs) wanted it to be extra clean. He's like, I see what you're doing. Listen, I eat my food off of this floor (laughs) sometimes. It could use some work. Uh, Believe me, I have tasted it. It's fucking nasty. Get some water in that shit. (laughs) Going back to the cookies. Books, you make the most delicious cookies. They're like little brownie cookies with some white powder on it. It's like cocaine cookies. (laughs) White powder. It's powdered sugar. It's... It's not cocaine. <laughs> it is cocaine. Um, and I know it, and you don't have to hide it any longer. Uh, okay, my confession. I am a drug baker. Yes! Thank you, finally. Anyways, we've got the confession. We were given these cookies, and I do want to let you know, if they did last a day. They lasted the day of the party, and then the next day, and they're gone. And that's how yeah. good they were. I just kept munching on them, because you just can't stop. They are crack cookies. They and they are, are a little They're crackled vegan. too, aren't they? Yeah, they like the the powdered sugar kind of makes a little crackle. Like it reminds me of. Do you remember when crackle nail polish was a thing? Yes, it it looks kind of like that, like with all the creases and the little yeah crackle. That's the the white powder. The white powder 
kids all crack <laughs> mm-hmm. cocaine or powdered sugar you choose which visual aid you want to use <laughs> that good good shit well i'm very sad that you burnt some but i know everyone who got them is probably really happy because they are delicious and so good and i wish yeah. all of our listeners could taste them because they are yummy and cocaine <laughs> in cookie form so actually my my fail is about the holidays too because uh, we had a holiday party at work and I got the coolest jumpsuit from Walmart. It was like uh, a jumpsuit and it had like a little reindeer on it. So fun. I loved it. Got a lot of good compliments because the reindeer look all funky with googly eyes and a bell nose, like literal jingle bell nose. <laughs> it looked fucked as shit and I loved it because of that. Also, can I mention that it had eyelashes? The reindeer had terrifying eyelashes and this was on my chest and it was part of this jumpsuit, this onesie jumpsuit that I had. (laughs) And I loved every, every, every little piece of it. And then the holiday party started. It commenced after I got all my good compliments. And then, as you know, with a jumpsuit, if you go to the bathroom, you have to get everything off. Unfortunately, I didn't because as we know, I have a bladder problem that prevents me from having the time needed to get everything off. So me at my new work holiday party did pee myself in my onesie jumpsuit. And I did smell like a five-year-old for the remainder of it. And that is my fail is that I don't learn. I saw a commercial on Hulu, though, for something about bladder control. And I was like, that seems very useful. And I should probably look into that. Yeah, 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 like some pelvic floor exercises or something. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's a true problem. It continues to get I'm worse. I'm impressed too. this didn't happen at Disney with how much you were running around for that event. Oh, <laughs> I just didn't bring it up. <laughs> God, Jesus! If you want to know, I did poop my pants. <laughs> uh, I am so sorry that happened at Disney. Like a magical place, you pooped your pants. So, like we've had this discussion several times, and I distinctly remember at one event with our our brother pod who hosts like the movie of the year everything like that we had a huge conversation with all of us hanging out in their little studio talking about poopy pants and there were only two of us who said we had never so you're not like in the minority on that group yeah Yeah. there were two of us who were like what the fuck and they were like even when you have the stomach flu and i was like no i just live on the toilet when i have the stomach flu like i just choose the bathroom as my home um but the rest of the group and there were like a total of 10 people there Eight others said, no, you shit yourself. And that's the normal thing to do occasionally. So you're not a minority. Yeah. Um, I'm apparently weird in that. So if that's any consolation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I wish I could have controlled it. But, you know, things (laughs) happen and shit happens literally sometimes. So sorry about it. I'm working on becoming a better person. I have better insurance now. So I will go to the doctor. (laughs) Good. That's what I told. I I pissed myself and I was like, you know what? I should go to the doctor because now I have a good one. So it's it's time to finally see someone about this. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, that's growth. That's yeah. There we go. There's a success out of it. All right. So now back to where we were. We need to talk about how we first met. So books, can you share how we met? Yeah. And I think we've briefly mentioned this on the show in various times, but this is great for people who are just tuning in because it was a long time ago. We met through an event, which I had never heard of at the time. So here's what the reason was. It was for Gishwis. And which, which is, Gishwis is the greatest international scavenger hunt the world has ever seen. Yes. It's a, it's a charity scavenger hunt. It's international. It's crazy. It's fun. 
I didn't know what this was. I had no idea what was happening. So our real first meeting was our, you know, mutual co-host Cassie texting me and saying, hey, does your dad have a power washer? Yeah. And saying, yes, this is weird. And I honestly was like, maybe like she needs to clean something. Like maybe she's got, you know, some sort of issue. I don't know. And then it was immediately followed up with another question. Would he be okay with us using it on a watermelon? And I was like, I think so, but I should ask about this. Like, I couldn't think of anything bad that could happen to the power washer by using it on a watermelon. I was like, I don't think this would be problematic whatsoever, but I should ask. It's not mine. And I asked it, and then my dad was like, yes, tell them to do it here, though, because I need to witness this. Like, what are we doing? (laughs) (laughs) So our first meeting was you coming over to my parents' house to use my dad's power washer. Yep. On a watermelon. <laughs> yep. Which, if people aren't familiar with the scavenger hunt, it still goes on, but it's no longer Gish Wiz. It's now just Gish. And it's put on by Misha mm-hmm. Collins, who was one of those supernatural uh, stars. He played Castiel. Uh, so we got into Gish Wiz because of... Cassie and I got into it because we were really huge fans of Supernatural and we were all on the Tumblr, like all of that scene. Mm-hmm. So we were able to be on a team with people internationally. So we had some friends from Tumblr that we were like on our team and then we needed to recruit others and so cassie had friends so cassie recruited her friends and books was one of those people who was one of those very awesome people who were like we knew you had something to help us with the scavenger hunt and without that scavenger hunt it it wouldn't been connected we wouldn't have and it could have ended there it totally could have ended with like hey thanks for using you know letting us use your power washer we'll see each other some other time and like we probably would have seen each other like mutual parties and stuff but it would but i do remember distinctly being like this sounds amazing cassie told me a little bit more about it and the next day she texted me and she was like hey we need more people you want to like be kind of on our team and i was like sure let me and that was how it really really dove right in because i was like this seems weird and awesome um this is exactly what my summer needed was that the next one you did was that the one where we had to put like eight people inside of one t-shirt yes we did yard work as a like an octopus or something like a human in one t-shirt yes because then i met your sister now sister-in-law because we went over her house yes we did that oh my god i forgot that was at her house yeah because we didn't know if we were going to be able to go over there because she had strict parents but and she had to babysit her little sister for a little bit yep which is weird her sister was like nine at the time and she's now 20 and 21 and college and everything ew stop (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh man it's real gross oh god don't age us please she's like totally independent and adult and i'm like please stop i remember watching you at seven doing gymnastics moves in front of us and saying watch this watch this oh man oh wow but yeah we went to her house we also that was the day we wore your old cheer uniforms yes oh my god books and i were both in cheer i had a plethora of cheer uniforms because i did like competition cheer and Mm -hmm. um regular cheer i only did in high school but i had a ton which fit both books and uh her now sister-in-law and i think me us three were the ones who wore them and um we went to a car wash and we cheered on people and cassie was very nervous that we were going to get in trouble i do remember that and normally i'm a very big role follower but i just remember being like they're gonna laugh at us and at most tells like hey you gotta leave yeah so it's gonna be so quick you're gonna be okay i was like i'm gonna do a backflip and then run (laughs) yeah we did wear and i don't remember why because like i 
definitely had cheer uniforms. Yeah. So I don't remember why I didn't bring I mine. think it was so we looked all like the same. Because oh, they were all was probably very it. similar looking. Because they're all like black and so gold we, for my high school. Yeah, mine would have stood out a lot because they were either blue and gold or I had like this very competition cheer one which was like you know crop top short skirt which was oh shit no i didn't have any of those luckily yeah yeah unfortunately i did do one year of competition cheer and it was um it was competition cheer which just crop tops it was yeah crop tops were and your skirt was two fingers below your butt i'm so glad i didn't stay on that team very long cheers well gross sure as well maybe we'll get back to that later but uh yeah Yeah. that's how we met through that scavenger hunt which is a super cool yeah gish.com if you ever want to look up a cool scavenger hunt i think they do it more often Mm -hmm. than once a year now too so you can um be part of that if you want to meet some cool people on teams um it's also like good to spread the word because the internet doesn't know very much about it and the amount of times i see pictures from previous gishwis like things and people were like why are americans so weird or why are like girls so weird and it's like you don't understand the context. This was for a scavenger. This, like, this girl wasn't just doing this for like the heck of it. It was for charity. That was my favorite thing. We were making the world a better place. Why are you cheering on people for charity? It's like, no, scavengers. It's draws the line sometimes. It's kind of weird, but it's fun. It's always been super fun. Um, it was a bonding experience. Oh, yeah. Speaking of bonding experiences. So we met your dad at the when we asked for the power washer but mm-hmm. i also met your family other times and i feel like they are scarring to you and possibly me <laughs> i don't know like the first real times i remember you came over for my dad's surprise 50th birthday party is that like the biggest first memory you have of my family i did and i helped we helped with that and then um your family getting you drunk completely belligerently drunk or trying <sighs> to get you drunk as possible at that I, I was very drunk. Yeah. It was not a try. They succeeded. They succeeded. You were crying. It was, it was, um, it happened. I was crying. I was very like rude. I was savage as hell. <laughs> like, yeah, I think that I was, was the first time I went over to your family's house for like a party or something like that. Cause your parents throw good parties and they had like a bartender at their house. Well, there is one very strong memory and that is your f- dad's holiday Christmas party that he got invited <laughs> to. I heard legends of these parties because of how cool they were, the great giveaways that are there, the free food and alcohol as a starving, not starving, as a fairy, not wealthy. <laughs> but not like well-nourished. Not like, you know, yeah. we were we were eating like ramen and stuff. We were eating, you know, super great. As a not meals. well-nourished, not extremely wealthy, still in college debt person, it was really nice to hear that there was going to be free food and alcohol and entertainment. <laughs> so I got super fucking stoked um and so your dad you invited us to your dad's company's christmas party yeah (laughs) we should clarify it's it's a bunch of grown-ass adults working like employees parties and every year i have bought brought friends um because i it was especially when i was like a little bit younger there was like an age gap and i was always obligated to go but i was like i need to have fun at this too um so and each year I got more and more people to go. The first year was like, you can invite one friend. The next year was like, okay, one or two. And then by the time you guys came, I think I had four friends there that year. It was pretty uh, So no, it, was, it was a fucking blast. So I met your parents there and uh, um, there was music I remember playing. And I think the first 
thing that your parents probably noticed was that I like to dance. And yes, uh, I had a little bit of alcohol in me, but with, uh, with or without alcohol, this would have happened. There was no dance floor. There was a center of the room and I had made this into a dance floor and I had gotten some of the coworkers <laughs> to dance with me and mm-hmm. like just I got people to to dance and apparently was this the first time that there had been dancing at one of these parties? Yeah, so I should clarify. My dad's company is 28 years old. This happened probably what four or five years ago? Yeah, probably. So it was in its early 20s as a company and it had had 20 years of Christmas parties, but also like other parties, you know, they did a summer party every now and then too. They did like never once in those 20 years had dancing occurred at a company party. Yeah. It just did not happen. These were not employees that danced. They were employees that drank and gambled. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a gambling party and I was like, I don't understand this. So I was like, it's time to fucking dance. Um, yeah. So I made the dance floor happen and (laughs) it was a lot of fun. I did get a little bit too many drinks in at that point so it started out as a fun thing and then i just started getting um a little bit messy i think in my realm um in my family that's not really that anything to be embarrassed about though so we're very cool with that yeah so that happened we just tease you about things you do forever oh yeah yeah no it was great it was a lot of fun um and then i did yell at your sister i think that was one of our first interactions (laughs) I drank too much and I thought she'd call me Katie, which I do not like being called Katie. My name is Caitlin. Uh, so I yelled at her. That's not my name. <laughs> Probably in that like aggressive tone too. Um, yeah. And that's as someone who witnessed this. It was pretty much that's a perfect, perfect invitation. Yeah. Right there. So that was my introduction to your sister. I remember waking up in the morning and being told that that is what I'd done. And I remember just sitting there just like, Oh shit, how do I atone for my sins? Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It was um it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. There was a lot of dancing. I'm so glad that I brought dancing. I, I like footloosed your whole your whole party. You did. Yeah. You you broke it free. That my sister still talks about that memory because it's just kind of funny but yeah that was probably the first real time and then since then i think most of your interactions have really just continuously been parties yeah which i'm not sure what that says about my family but we have a lot of parties they're pretty they are stellar parties they are always good food always alcohol always a good time there's a dance floor now that gets bumping Mm -hmm. so oh yeah family parties always dancing company parties never dancing those are the two uh yeah because my family loves to dance just my dad's employees don't seem to enjoy it as much although i guess it's a bit odd to dance with your coworkers. Yeah. in some ways more natural to dance with like your friends and family yeah so i'll give them that but my first memory meeting your family it's all been in like stages mm-hmm. um but i do want to share that the first person i met of your family was your dog snickers oh my mom's dog yeah yeah so this is how i met Caitlin's mom and grandma I met them later that day but I was working and I remember I got a text from you and it said hey just so you know my mom's gonna be over today and I was like oh cool sounds fun we had just been living together for maybe like a month at this point not very long and then you texted and we're like hey we're gonna go get some lunch is it cool if our dog Snickers stays at the house and I was like yeah sure the apartment and I was like yeah sure that sounds fun and I came home and Snickers was cuddled Snickers was cuddled on the couch and adorable and he was the first that I met and we snuggled for like a good 30 minutes and then you guys came home from like habit or something 
Um, and that's how I met your mom and your grandma for the first time. Which my mom and my grandma are a amazing duo. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Later memories included teaching your grandma to play um, video games. Oh, yeah. And teaching her to skateboard. Yes. My grandma, um, who is, uh, she is now 86 or seven years old. So she she's, yeah. I think she's been in her 80s the whole time you've known her. Um, yeah. And, and so yeah we taught her how to skateboard she's fucking radical as hell and she shreds like a motherfucker and yeah also playing what was it super smash brothers we played with her yeah i'm pretty sure it was super smash but it wasn't we didn't have the switch yet so it I was a game it was on your GameCube. yeah we, yeah. we, we played soul caliber with her too and i remember one of them mm-hmm. she beat my brother and they got really mad yeah because yeah and then i later i met your brothers yeah slowly yeah. over time i think the first time i met your brother you prefaced it and you were just like, he, he's like a flamethrower. He's a, a fire, a performer. Fire thrower. What's, yeah, a performer. And then you were kind of like, and that's pretty much all you need to know about him. And then I met him and I was like, yeah, that, that is it. That really just, that's all you need to be prepared for. And then everything else just lives up to the expectations. So yep. that's pretty much how I met other family members at like various interactions. But you didn't um, yell at any of them, like <laughs> accusingly. No. <laughs> I don't think I've been drunk in front of any of your family. No, so I mean that would change things. It's rare that you when get, I'm drunk, I do yell. I don't get drunk often. I do, I think that's the most drunk I've ever been because I didn't remember part of that night. And yeah, it <laughs> doesn't happen to me. But there, I again malnourished child. Not also, not a lot of money. Free alcohol. <laughs> free alcohol is always an incentive, <laughs> and my parents' parties always have free alcohol. So it's fair that like you would be drunk around my family yeah. more because it's. It's always, and I don't think I've like gone to your family's parties. Yeah, we don't, I mean, they don't have like party parties. Your wedding might be the first time that they get to see me. Yeah. You know, there we go. Really go for it. That's Maybe exciting. there'll be a chance then. Yeah. We'll have to have a wedding. <laughs> we could hope for the future. We'll have to have a wedding recap episode. Cause <laughs> did that's McKenna be, that's... yell at one of Caitlin's family members did while she? she was drunk? It's the checklist that needs to be checked off. Has <laughs> it happened? Bingo. Those were family meetings. But one of the main things when we started, uh, when we moved in together, we introduced you to Comic-Con and conventions. Yes. Because you'd never been to a convention before we brought you to one, right? No. So, like, I knew what Comic-Con was. I wasn't just completely in the dark yeah. of, like, what are nerd things? What and I, I followed <laughs> I followed a lot of um, the events. I watched post-Comic-Con events and everything like that. There were two reasons I had never been to a con, like a local California con. When I went to college, like really far away. Um, so that was difficult to manage the ones that were like during the school year. And then two, I didn't know all of the brilliant tricks you guys had to go for really cheap. In my book, cons like Comic Con were, you know, going to end up being close to $1,000 by the end of the weekend um and that was just not something i had as a fresh out of college young adult so uh you did introduce me to cons and i am forever grateful which if anyone wants to know the secret i'll tell you now you can research it first of all go on twitter and if you want to go to a convention and you don't have money go on twitter see if they have any like uh volunteer options for any con Mm -hmm. you can get in usually and like with san diego comic-con we've been volunteering for 
years now for over six years is what I think I've been doing. And with the volunteer, if you volunteer three hours a day, you get the rest of the day free and you can volunteer one day and use that free day another day. So you can even volunteer before the con opens. Mm -hmm. So you can have like a full like schedule and see everything you want to see and get your badge, which if you don't, you have to pay for the badge, which usually is about $300 for the whole thing, which is, you know, not that much, mm-hmm. but also it is if you don't have a ton of money. Well, and if you have to stay down there, yeah, too, you have, you to, have consider, to get accommodation, like, all the other logistics. It, it, it just gets expensive. And if you can knock $300 mm-hmm. off that, I mean, I see that as like a huge value of just volunteering and it's fun. I always yeah. have a blast volunteering or I get a good nap in. Um, Yep. Or you maybe get drunk on the job and still just have a blast. <laughs> the, there was like a couple of incidents where like I volunteered and I got like dismissed after 40 minutes yeah. of volunteering. And then one time, brilliant time, I volunteered. They actually needed me to go to the panels that I already wanted yes. to go to. Best job ever. Mm-hmm. And I got to guarantee sit up front because I was a note taker for someone who's hard of hearing. Yeah. It was brilliant. I didn't so know I you got did to, that. I got to interact. I got to put a little recorder thing on the desk with all the people speaking. Wow. And jot down the highlights of what had happened um, and then collect like the tape from them. So I got to meet some of the panelists what the as I asked them for permission to put the recorder. I've actually done that twice. I've done that at a writer's conference as well, which was great. Wow. See, okay. So yeah, with San Diego Comic-Con like specifically, there is some really, it's a huge con. So there's some really cool jobs. One yes. of them was like that. I got to go into the biggest hall, Hall H and pass out these uh, raffle tickets to everyone. And everyone who got a raffle ticket got a prize and got to pick it up. And it was only for the biggest panels. So I went into the Game of Thrones panel and they had me in the very front of the room standing right in front of all the stars and then getting ready to pass out all these things. It was mm-hmm. uh, honestly, volunteering is pretty dope. You do get put in some situation where you have to hold a sign for three hours. But I mean, that's <laughs> fine too. It's a good variety. It's fun. Be prepared with like snacks, drinks, and sunscreen because like you don't know what job you're going to get and it could be in the sun. Yeah, it could be in the sun. And I I like all the people that I have met volunteering too. I feel like you get more mm-hmm. into the con community with volunteering and going every year volunteering, you get to know the same people who have volunteered and doing it for like six years in a row. It's like, oh, I recognize you or, oh, we work together at this or that. And it's fun. I love it. So. I love volunteering at cons. I love cons in general. Volunteering is great too because you kind of meet people who are like not only like on the same level, but you also know they're like there for the same kind of reason or passion you are. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes there's people who attend the cons who just, they were like, I was bored and you know, I could buy like a ticket. Not that they're bad people, but they just don't have the same level of enthusiasm you do about the experience. So the volunteer section, it's like everyone's so hyped to be there. You're mm-hmm. willing to work and hold a sign for three hours mm-hmm. just to get in. Yeah. So it's legit. So with Comic-Con, we have also a cosplayed a bit, um, which mm-hmm. what have you done books? Yeah, I would say I'm probably the least like exciting when it comes to because I just haven't done as many. And um, I have this this two-sided side to me where I love costumes but I don't love attention all the time Mm -hmm. so it's always a draw of like I really want to dress up 
but I love it when I'm with people I know. And when I'm with people I don't know, I get very self-conscious, but I've, I've made myself dress up every con and which is sad. I've only been to two comic cons because 2020s, mm-hmm. unfortunately, and 2021s were not, those would have been my third and fourth. Um, so the first year we went to comic con, I dressed up as Dustin from stranger things. Yes. It, had just come it was out. so good. I was a huge Dustin fan. If you have seen our Instagram or Facebook, you will know I have really curly hair. So that was kind of part of my inspiration. I also have like a round boyish face. Like it just, those are facts of my features. So I tucked all my hair up into the hat that he wears. I let all the curls like hang down just in the front. So I got his little, little uh, curly hair Afro thing and um, bought a dinosaur t-shirt, little camp t-shirt like he wore. Yeah. And a backpack and baggy jeans. And I was like Dustin for the con and it was, I wouldn't say it was the best iteration of the costume. There were probably better ones, but I did such a good job at masking myself that people who had met me before did not recognize me. <laughs> so that's, I'm, that's the, probably the proudest costume I've done. It was really good. It was like, I was blown away by it. It was like, <laughs> God, it's so good. So yeah, uh, for future cons, I'm excited. Yeah, I committed and it was fun. The next year that we went, I had... Nick and I had been together for a year, I think, at that point. It was like our year mark. Um, and I wanted him to come to the con, too. So we obviously needed to do a costume, but we just could not think. So we did Stranger Things again, and we did Scoop's Troop. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. I made those costumes, and that's my proud point. Is like I bought us shorts and T-shirts, but I made our little vests and aprons and everything else and it came out pretty decent no it came out so. really good it was legit there was a, a drunk girl at a bar who was insisting i looked exactly like the actri- actress which i do not tells you how drunk she was but it was nice to be very complimented it's like oh so, thank you thank you thank you <laughs> i've also cosplayed before i have been our big chunky boy um our d20 oh so good i've been a rolling d20 which was fucking the coolest honestly um I have done for, I counted it, it's five years of Squirrel Girl, which is fucking wild. It gets better and better every year, too. I I do change it every year, which I actually had Mm -hmm. to throw out my jacket because I broke my jacket this year so badly (laughs) that it cannot be worn anymore. Um, So I will have to upgrade my Squirrel Girl costume coming up. But Squirrel Girl, if you don't know who she is, uh, she's the coolest um, superhero ever. She is has the power of squirrel and the power of girl. And my favorite part about uh, cosplaying her is the fact that people get so, if they know who she is, they get so stoked. And then you get like the mm-hmm. the passion from people. And it's like, yeah, squirrel girl. She's not in live action. Why not? I can't believe they canceled new mutants. Like all, like everyone. It's great. Um, my biggest uh, win with wearing that is, um, I we were at the DuckTales panel and we won a signing with all of the people from DuckTales and Bobby Moynihan um, if you know him from Saturday Night Live or I, he's mm-hmm. the red shirt one in, uh, in DuckTales I believe uh, he said that I looked like Squirrel Girl and that I should try acting and I should go and try to be the live action Squirrel Girl because he found it, he knew that it was canceled. And I was like, that is the best compliment anyone said. I was like, I don't, this is probably a lie. This is probably, you do not know me. <laughs> you know nothing about me, but I take this as the biggest you compliment You do give ever. off 
ultimate squirrel girl vibes. Like if I had just met you as a stranger and you were in that costume, I'd be like, is she going to be like the real thing though? Because this is very... I've been told that I eat like a squirrel and this has been a thing since before I started cosplaying squirrel girl. So I I am part squirrel. I, I am girl. You are part squirrel. And I mean this in the best way. You have squirrel like squirrel girl features. Mm-hmm. Like your nose is kind of squirrel girly. Yeah. It's not like you have squirrel features, but you have squirrel girl features in uh, your like, you know, your hair, you know, everything. So it does totally work. I think he was telling the truth. I think he was genuinely like, wow, this is someone who is meant to be a squirrel. No, squirrel girl or, or a squirrel. <laughs> I mean, if that's really the route you want to go, um, I won't hold you back from your dreams but um no I, i'm okay with not being full squirrel that's okay i i don't need that in my life <laughs> okay i think i think we have time for one more thing to talk about which uh, or do you have anything else on cons just that if you're gonna go like really research beforehand if it's a big one and that's i think like the advice i can give is there's so many panels there's so many events it's so easy to get overwhelmed don't try to stretch yourself too thin like plan ahead Oh, my God. I think that's like Cassie had taught me that because the first Comic-Con, we didn't know what to expect. But Cassie had gone on Tumblr, had talked to people, had gone on Twitter because that that I think is the biggest thing is talk to people online. There are so many people Mm -hmm. who have gone to these cons, like whatever, wherever it is, whatever con it is. There are people who have gone before and who have more experience and know the ins and outs. Find them online. Ask them questions. Tweet at them tumblr anonymous them or whatever like find out because there are so many cool things you can do if you just ask and Mm -hmm. people are so happy to help too so yeah Yeah. i think that was like the coolest thing that i learned that cassie did was like oh she knew so she had a whole spreadsheet of stuff for us to do and we found out that there was after party stuff we figured out how to get in those after parties like it it was like and all free all this stuff free Mm -hmm. too so it's like if you do your research, you can do some pretty fucking cool things at cons. On that note, some co- other cool things that you can do is um, you can find out that both books and I were cheerleaders. Dark, dark moment in our past. We did. We uh. already spoiled this, though, because we mentioned having cheer uniforms. Yeah. So we did. But so you said you did competition cheer. And so how long did you do cheerleading? I did cheerleading, not consecutively, but for a total of three years. Oh, okay. Okay. So did you do it when you were like really young? Like how old were you when you did it? Sixth grade was the youngest. So I did it every other year. I literally needed a year break from cheerleading. So the first year I ever did it was sixth grade. And I only remember really doing it was because my sister had just become a cheerleader. And she was like, your elementary like team has like tryouts too you should go join. And I was impressionable still and still kind of believed what my sister said. So I was like, okay. And it was definitely one of those, like everyone who shows up pretty much makes the team as long as you're like not failing your class is Mm -hmm. like what the standard was. So that, and then I did it in seventh grade. And then in eighth grade, I think my aunt found a competition squad that my cousin was going to be a part of. And then my sister and I, and like a few other family friends, all joined and then ninth grade i didn't and then 10th grade i did again so ha! it was all over the place wow it was it was 10th grade i got tricked into doing it i definitely did not want to do it that year um but my cousin was my younger cousin was about to start ninth grade there at the school i was at and she didn't know anybody and so my grandmother pulled me aside and literally was like you know your cousin's so scared to start school she's really nervous and she needs to like find a way to make friends so if you try out with cheer for her like with her 
she'll like know some people before school starts and she really wants to try out but she's too scared to like do it alone so you're only gonna like you'll be a bad cousin if you essentially oh don't do God. this for her so i had to try out for cheer intent i mean i didn't have to but i risked like grandma shame for the rest of my life yeah. if i didn't so wow. yeah that was, grandma. That was cold that was explains why i hated it so much yeah, that was a low blow. If it was a low blow, especially if you ever saw me cheer, like she was literally doing this for pure torture. I was not a good cheerleader, um, so she should have just put me out of my misery and been like, "Girl, you can't. Don't do it. It's a bad idea." Um, and instead, she was like, "No, go make a fool of yourself." And when do, you <laughs> did cheer, was it um, sideline? Did you guys do tumbling? Like, what was your cheer experience like? So, like, obviously in elementary school, we did like only the stunts where you stand on thighs. Like, we did sideline, but we didn't have really sports teams. We had a softball team in my elementary school, and that was it. And they didn't play like many other schools. So, like, we did cheer, but I genuinely, for the life of me can't remember what we cheered for mm. <laughs> I remember having practice a lot and i remember cheering like maybe twice at a softball game um and maybe like in our elementary basketball team game but i just remember practicing like i genuinely don't remember cheering at things and then in eighth grade it was competition cheer so we just did competitions it was a lot of tumbling a lot of stunts a lot of um dancing and stuff and that was the one with the inappropriate cheer uniforms <laughs> that i did not like <sighs> yeah we were our cheer team was prodigy mm. yeah they all have like cheer explosion cheer prodigy like they all have just those yeah. hype mm-hmm. names is what competition cheer force are known for. <laughs> yeah exactly they like have to sound like a hurricane or something and that's that's what they're known for bullets is um, one of them <laughs> oh jesus <laughs> california bullets <laughs> my god yeah no i was i was prodigy and we made little peas with our hands oh good right before we would go out i remember we'd all get like huddled up and we'd go one two three prodigy (laughs) do the little chin chin and then like run out (laughs) um yeah i hated i think okay i said 10th grade was my worst experience eighth grade and 10th grade are tied because i still well i'm so scarred because in eighth grade i was a base and my flyer Every time she got up and her lib could not stay. So like a lib is where you have one foot being held by your bases. And then, um, and this is not for you, Dougal. I know you know what it is. Mm-hmm. This is for yeah. you who doesn't yeah. know what yeah. cheer is. Uh, and then one foot like bent up. It's a Lady Liberty. It's a little lib. And um, mine flyer liked to use my face as a stepladder mm-hmm. to get up into her lib. Yeah. So she like stepped down on my face a lot. And I had braces in eighth grade. Ah. So it was just a lot of bloody lips in the middle of competitions. And I remember running and just not even smiling for the last half of the routine so I could go spit up the blood that was in my mouth Uh, because she would just cut up my face a lot and step on it. So that was painful. Yeah. So I almost broke my face in 10th grade cheer, too. So it was just not I don't think we had the same cheerleading experiences. No. So I started I entered cheer because I did gymnastics from age four up until eighth grade. And then you kind of like age out of gymnastics and I wasn't good enough to go any farther. Mm -hmm. And at that point when you are 16 and you're not like going to the Olympics or going to be like amazing, you've aged out basically. So it was my turn to either choose to be on the soccer team or the cheer team. And our cheer team in high school had a tumbling like there was people who could tumble too, like, and had done prior mm-hmm. gymnastics experience. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try out for gymnastics. If I don't make it, I'm going to try for soccer. I made the cheer team, which was cool. I had no experience with cheer. 
I learned that I cannot dance. I knew that, but I learned that I really couldn't dance when I was in cheer. It was solidified. It was solidified. (laughs) My coaches also learned that I was unteachable when it came to dancing um, because my body does what it wants to do. I love to dance, but I cannot be told what to dance. Um, So there were points in my cheer routines where they would hide me. And, you know, there's there's like the thing that in cheer, it's called nuggeting, where you put you're on your hands and knees and you're in the back corner while people dance. I did that, but I also had points where I could tumble. So I would just do backflips in front of people while they were dancing because that was my skill. That's what I could do. I could go, I could do flips back and forth. Not everyone could do that, but I could. Um, and then there was other times where they just had me l- run around. I literally ran around and that was my <laughs> dance portion. <laughs> did you like base or back spot or fly? So, okay. So when I first started, I was short. Um, and I was a freshman in high school and I was really short. I was really skinny. So they put me up in the air. I had a growth spurt. So I was also really bad at flying. So I was one of those people that would stomp yeah. on my bases faces. So sorry. Sorry, books. <laughs> Love those. <laughs> I, um, I, that was me. I was really bad at it. And, um, so then when I grew, they had me change to a back spot. So what a back spot does is you're basically responsible for the butt and head um, of the flyer, the person in the air. Um, so you're behind everyone, making sure that that person doesn't hit the floor. Um, and you don't have to have as much strength as a base um, because you are more as a security portion is what I would say you're yeah you kind of lift up on the ankles a little bit but you're really there for stability yeah and like stability you know watching their movements too, yeah. to kind of tell the bases like hey this hip seems high or you know yeah which um, I I was the shortest of all of the back spots but they knew they mm-hmm. I, I had little baby bird arms that could do backflips but it could not hold people um so i was put in the back which i think was the smartest thing they could do i had little baby bird arms too but i was always a base yeah. every year i cheered yeah yeah our i they i'm so glad that they saw the strength was not there um for me yeah um, it was it's not that i'm not strong it's that i am wild and wily and i don't know how to direct yeah. my energy <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the strength is unpredictable yes. it may not come out when it's i think we have before uh, called it like the strength of a three-year-old that i just have yeah i just have it sometimes it's a deadly grip yeah. sometimes it's i it's would nothing. bruise all of my flyers ankles with my hands because i just don't know my strength <laughs> and it's bad yeah um but I could see that so easily. I was on JV because they knew I didn't know how to cheer. So they had to teach me the basics of cheer. And then they immediately put me on varsity. Um, and our team was very, very, very competitive. And our cheer coach was very, very aggressive and mean, which I was used to that in gymnastics. But she was really awful. And the thing she said was, awful so the whole experience was bad because i was a nerdy girl who was on the cheer team who didn't hang out with the cheer girls and hung out in the corner with mm-hmm. all of her friends who were not cheerleaders so i was a, kind of an outcast but also i was the one who could do flips so they kept me on the team at least yeah you had a useful skill because yeah. like i still don't know why i think my grandma bribed me by the time i was in high school like i have no idea why i made this team i had very little to offer couldn't tumble couldn't dance was not flexible I was a good base. Like my flyers didn't really fall. I was able to like, you know, do the more difficult stunts. Like my stunt group was the one that did like the TikTok, which is like yeah. where the flyer jumps in and like, you know, all the switches legs for our, yeah, switches legs. 
like our cheer team was really bad. So like those were the toughest moves that we could do. I still don't know why I made it. Did you cheer at games or just competitions? So they didn't have an option to just do competitions. Otherwise I would. So we had to cheer at games. But since we were such a competitive team, our coach used games as a form of um, one punishment and two practice. (laughs) Um, Because you would get humiliated if you were to fall mm-hmm. in front of your friends. So that was her, um, yeah. like, we're going to do this. And I know you don't have this skill, but if you don't land it, all of your friends are going to see you eat shit on your face. And so, yeah, it was, it was a wild time. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, games, we definitely did cheer at those. I did basketball and football. We did one baseball game one time. That was weird. Didn't know how to do that. Um, also, I think <laughs> we did cross country once. Uh, so I, we did some running ones too, where you just stand with like pom-poms or something, just sh- like do backflips and well, pom-poms. track would make sense. Cause the, like sh- the sprints are short for cross country. We, we literally saw them for like a minute. Oh no. And then they that's were gone. Not, not cross country. It was the same thing. It was like the lengthy. Yeah. It was a, I don't know, some sort of run where you only saw them once. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's cross country. Ah. And that is, it was so <laughs> bizarre. Cause yeah, you just sit there and you're like, okay, now they're gone. What do we do next? <laughs> like, yeah, it's fucking weird. But then competition wise, um, we did have it was like I said, very competitive. So we got to travel a lot. So that was the cool part. We uh, went to Florida for nationals. We won that my senior year, and we did internationals in Hawaii. We won that. We were like undefeated my whole career on that team. So that was super cool. But also, you realize how fucking shitty it is when people put all the all 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 the weight of everything and everyone's mental health on the fact that you have to win it's it's like ah yes maybe we shouldn't always just win maybe we should think about people's feelings before we maybe mental health before high school sports yeah yeah but it was a I look back at it and it's always like I don't bring it up that I was a cheerleader because I feel like there's a stigma behind it and I don't I it wasn't like the brightest spot of my like high school experience but also it was a majority of my high school experience I think because I mean we spent at least three hours practicing every day not including going to the gym to tumbling practice and not including games so I spent like Mm -hmm. so many times hours in the gym and with those people so it's a bonding yeah there's such a there's such a negative stigma stemming from like the bad stereotype of cheerleaders and i'd like it's genuinely true that like some cheerleaders are just awful but there's always the odd group of girls who just are somehow on the team and who either are like good at a skill that the team's fulfilling or you know we're manipulated by grandmothers like there's chances that cheerleaders aren't so yeah like i don't really talk about it too much when people ask if i played sports i'm like oh i did soccer yeah in high school Mm -hmm. because i don't like to share cheerleading yeah which kind of sucks and i don't feel like i should have to censor that but i mean it was not a fun part for me either so i don't like to share it um but i mean yeah with anything at sports any any group of people there's always you know someone who's there who's might be not the stereotype not your stereotypical person doesn't quite fit in. doesn't fit in and, and needs a friend so always be nice to people because you never know you never know you don't know are they crying after they get done with practice because their teammates are mean maybe <laughs> do they cry after every practice yes they are and is their name caitlin yes it is <laughs> well i'm glad that we were able to bond over the fact that we both were on cheer and it was an interesting experience to say the least <laughs> um i think it's time for us to end with the success books share with me honest i had to say like success right now feels like i never have to be a cheerleader again yeah. in my life that feels like the success it's just you know it's something in the past and i don't have to um try it again 
But my true success is um, it, this past week has been hard. But last Saturday, we did something fun. Uh, Cassie and Erica and Caitlin invited us over for a Christmas party, which was super, super fun. We uh, like played games and hung out. And, we played the longest um, game of Uno in mankind. Like, like I no. think I started to doze while <laughs> I played. Like, I did not really drink that night. I think I had one half a drink. And I genuinely don't have all of my memories from Uno. And I'm pretty sure it's because I fell asleep a bit while sitting I there. saw No, I saw us losing you. And I was so like, yeah. I'm going to fucking win this. Because I was down to one card so many fucking times. And I was like, I'm going to fucking I also, win. I didn't have that competitive edge because I started with seven and quickly gained 16 cards yeah. and never went below that for yeah. the entire game. So um, I think it, it added to the exhaustion. Yeah. But we also played a game of Jenga, which I was also bad at <laughs> most both times. But it was fun. It was a, it was a good time. It was a fun party. Um, it was good to see all the friends too. My success is that I got a day off, and so I was able to do some cool things and also be productive and actually fucking clean my house, which is nice. Which it's still in process of cleaning. So, um, which none of you will know anyways. You can't see it. Ha ha. Audio podcast. Podcast. It's clean. I'm going to say it's clean. It's very fucking clean. And you'll never so know the mine. difference. Yeah. My kitchen floors are mopped. <laughs> fucking Watson knows it. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> but biggest success. I got to see Spider-Man. Not once, but oh. twice I have seen Spider-Man. I have lived it. I have ingested it into my veins. Spider-Man and me have become one. We have um, assimilated. We are Spider-Man. Yes. I'm so jealous. I haven't even seen Eternals yet. I need to get my no, life together. No, don't. Okay. Oh, my God. Ugh, this is my time. Don't see Eternals. <laughs> don't do it. It's so is bad. It, bad? it is Honestly, okay. I've never watched. But do I need any of the information no. for future Marvel films? Maybe in the future, but don't watch it now. It's like, a, I okay. swear to God, it's like three hours. And it is okay. a whole movie encyclopedia that just tries to throw information at you. The characters, they don't give you much growth. They, It's not entertaining. It's got a lot of flaws. Of the five people that we went with, two people did fall asleep. And it wasn't people wow. who, it, both of them, it was their first time falling asleep in a movie. And there was a sex scene, which you probably read about. It's Marvel Universe's yeah, first sex scene in a movie. It was completely unnecessary. No reason to put it in there. And that's not because I'm a prude. It's because it's like, why did we do this? Why did this happen? It's like, yeah, it didn't add to anything. Yeah, it's like you could have had Iron Man do the same thing. It's like, but you didn't because mm -hmm. there's no reason to. It doesn't add to the whole plot of it. But, oh God, this is a PSA. Don't see Eternals. It is a waste of your time unless there is a movie that's going to lead up to it. There is an after credit scene of the Eternals that is probably the best part of the whole movie. And if you watch that. But you can that, watch that anywhere. Yeah. Then, and it's uh, like a minute and a half. If you watch that, I gasped. That's I gasped during that. And that has nothing to do with Spider-Man either, though. So That's good to know, though, because it's so hard to like not look up spoilers. Yeah. And you can't just Google, do you need to see Eternals to see Spider-Man? Nope. And not, you'll find spoilers. So I haven't searched it. And Nick and I were both of this mindset. Well, we better see it first just to be safe. What I would watch but now we know. is Eternals. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> Fucking don't watch it. Watch Venom 2 and watch um, any of the Disney Plus shows. Shows. Yeah. yeah. Marvel so shows. So we, we 
saw not all of Venom 2, but the necessary part of Venom 2. Cause did I you watch like, like all life. through the a- after credit scene? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So we're, we're all caught up on that. I also watched um, Venom 2. It was so good. I fucking love Venom 2. Oh my God. Uh, I did a whole Marvel, like I, I need to catch up on everything. And I finally watched Venom 2. I didn't even like Venom 1. Uh, so you didn't like Venom 2. God damn. I, I didn't see all of it. I only saw a bit. Uh, Cat- I was not impressed with what I saw, though. Cassie was uh, watching me watch it, and she's like, how are you the one person that loves this so much? I I swear to God, this movie was tailored But did to you me. like the first Venom? Yeah, I did, but I didn't love it. I didn't love it, but oh, I, I loved it. the second one. All right, maybe I'll go back and try to dive in it. Yeah, so... If you watch Venom the first two, couple then- minutes and you don't like it, then you're probably not going to like the rest of the movie. Do I need to be caught up on Hawkeye? Before uh, we you don't. Um... You don't, but if you watch the most recent episode of Hawkeye, you might have it. Might it gives you like a tiny bit, but nothing that would change your viewing experience. So you don't have Perfect. to. Okay, then we'll probably go see that maybe this weekend at some point. Yeah, or some point in the next. If you guys, uh, listeners, if you know. are watching Spider Man, send us a message and talk to us because I do want to know what your experience is with Spider Man and how stoked you are that it's out. Or if you don't like it, I want to know that too and why. Um, and I think it's time for us to to wrap it up, books. Yeah, I think that's I think that's it. So this has been a little bit untraditional, but uh, we'd love if you go over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It's new and write us a review. Uh, five star review will get you a set of dice. All you have to do is let us know that you left the review. So reach out to us on social media at on Natural Twenties. Let us know that you left that review, and we will send you over a pair of dice and some stickers. Um, you can go to Patreon, patreon.com slash Unnatural Twenties, and you can help support the show with either a dollar or a little bit more. And that's a monthly donation that goes to us to help us fund the show with equipment, getting better equipment. We got these pop filters recently. So we appreciate everyone who's over there on pop on Patreon doing that. And we are proud to be a part of the scavengers network. Uh, you can find great shows like side character quests, which uh, is, Oh my God, guys. Oh, there's so much coming with side character quests. I've had the ability to be in a group chat with Ty and he's just shared some excitement, not like little tidbits or spoilers or anything, but just excitement and it's getting me stoked. So go over to side character quests, <laughs> listen to that. It's little mini bite sized quests. It's all um, actual role play podcast and it's legit. You should go check it out. Um, and we're and you can find that show and our show on scavengersnetwork.com. All right. Thank you for rolling with us. Catch us with a new adventure on Monday.